comes McDavid, charging down the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Score. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here, uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster, and I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the joint, scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we could learn from what we went through, and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to. To describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to be better. Hey, hey, welcome to Locked On Oilers podcast on this Monday. I'm your host, Hernan Salas from TSN 1260 and the Two Guys in a Goalie podcast. We're two days away from opening night as the Edmonton Oilers get set to take on the Vancouver Canucks. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, lots to get to. The waiver wire is busy. Uh, some Oiler news as well. We'll talk some broadcasting as well. I'm joined by my partner the host on the pre and post game shows on tsn 1260 and of course the co-host on the oil stream podcast with dustin nielsen tommy gazzola tom how you doing today what a monday nansa what a monday <laughs> i'll tell you what uh, it just feels like a i it's unreal to be at the rink and and knowing the fact that we're gonna be talking about an oilers regular season game in mm-hmm. two nights is incredible yeah. Uh, and it just feels like one of those Mondays where everything and anything is happening all at once. Really. You talked about the waiver wire, uh, some surprise moves maybe from the Oilers. And, uh, you know, we saw some announcements in regard to the broadcast. I'm sure we'll talk about that, but like, I know you and I will be doing post game <laughs> at about nine 30 PM on Wednesday night yeah. or 10 30. I think it's 10:30. a late start. Yeah. 10 30. But it, it hasn't even registered in my mind. Like I, 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 I know you and I have also lamented on Locked On Oilers. Like, hey, it's going to be so great to be back and, and all that. And it just still, like, I, I can't comprehend it yet. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, when Wednesday rolls around, it's almost going to be like that Christmas morning feeling like, whoa, this is really happening. It's going to be great to see hockey. And, of course, we'll get to Oscar Clefbaum, who spoke to the media. And uh, some positive signs there, though. It sounds like he does want to come back and all that. Um, but he does want to live a normal life uh, after hockey. And uh, with the injuries he had so far, uh, he wasn't. he's not able to. So we'll get to some Oscar Clefbaum as well. But the big news, Tom, was the waiver wire for the Edmonton Oilers on waivers. Jujar Kyra, Patrick Russell, Yoki. Nygaard, Anton Forsberg, and Alan Quinn. I mean, three of those names are not surprising, but I'll be honest, Tom, and this might just, you know, we might see Kyra in the lineup on Wednesday, but I'm a little surprised to see Kyra and Joachim Nygaard on there. How about yourself? Yeah, the the, the Jujar Kara one, I think, is the big one. And yeah. understandably, because he's been a regular on this team for, what, three, four years, and he's been a part of the team. He's been up and down for a couple of years prior to that. And it just, there were times where Jujar Kara looked like he had figured out what it takes to be successful at the National Hockey League level. And mm-hmm. then, Nanso, there were times where you're like, where's, where's Jujar Kara tonight? Yeah. And, and that's tough. And I'm sure he's well aware of it. He's a smart guy. And, and this 
placement of, of putting him on waivers. Uh, we'll see if he gets claimed. I'm guessing he probably won't because there's a ton of like good NHL players, him being one of them, uh, available. And and on the pecking order, I don't know if, if he would be that high up there on, on guys available on waivers. But at some point, he might get his opportunity back in the lineup. You're right. Dave Tippett even talked about the possibility of him playing on Wednesday in the first game of the season because uh, they could put him on the taxi squad if he clears. It's a wake-up call, man. So I think it's a wake-up call for Jujar Kara. And, and I really thought he was having an okay camp. I didn't think he was yeah. uh, looking bad or anything like that. You were at the rink a bunch of times too. You saw him. And same with Joachim Nygaard. But Nygaard, you kind of understand because Kara is on the penalty kill. Nygaard is just a, is a winger that didn't get a ton of playing time last year. He got hurt. I think he had a three goal and three assist season in, in the time he did get to play last year. And you could tell he really wanted to make a statement with his play. He looked good in the scrimmages, always moving uh, hard to the net with the puck, flying in with speed. And, uh, you know, too little, too late, basically. But we could, again, see him at some point. It's just a numbers game. And the Oilers, like we've, we've talked about, have a ton of, of depth. At, at the forward position. They really yeah, do. No, yeah, and it, I mean, Kyra surprised me because he's been on that fourth line throughout camp, right? And it's a short camp. You want to have guys that are comfortable with each other. And and that one caught me a little bit off guard. I thought Joachim Nygaard was good in the scrimmages. I mean, again, Tom, nothing crazy. He wasn't spectacular or anything like that. Uh, but two, two names that uh, I'm a little, you know, intrigued by. And to see if anyone picks him up, what does this mean for, it's obviously a good sign for Mr. Ryan McLeod and Tyler Benson, right? Absolutely it is. And it, it shows you the willingness to reward these players that have spent time in the minors and, and uh, simmered, if you will, in the minors and, and grew their game and matured mm-hmm. that, that there is uh, an opportunity to actually make the team uh, the following year. You know, that, that dangle carrot is, is attainable. And so here you are seeing Ryan McLeod, Still up with the big club, but two days to go. Uh, I fully anticipate he probably will not be going back to Bakersfield. Uh, same for Tyler Benson. And it shows you that, that the Oilers and, and this new regime that's taken over with Ken Holland and Dave Tippett um, are willing to invest in the future and, and reward those young players uh, when they earn a position and, and, and play for a spot. And, and if they outplay veterans, this is what happens. Is is the joined by Tom Cazola, of course, the host on the pre and post game shows on TSN twelve sixty. We had we get going on Wednesday uh, just to promote it a bit here, Tom. Of course, uh, you and you and Connor Halley will start it off a two hour pregame show, uh, followed by the post game show, obviously with Tom and myself. Tom, uh, I mean, this team's pretty much ready to go the way it is right now. I mean, not, nothing really is going to surprise us going forward here till Wednesday. I don't think so. I, I think we're just waiting for details in terms of, you know, how does the bottom six at forward shape up? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does Slater Cuckoo find his way into the opening night roster? Uh, it'll be interesting in that regard because I'm, it's also telling us now with some of these moves or where we're at in camp that Cuckoo and and Bouchard are going to be your seven and eight on defense. And then uh, Dave Tippett also alluded to nine defensemen. So you have to throw William Lagason in there as well. Yeah. And, and so I think we're just going to wait for those details to kind of emerge. That's probably what we'll see on, on Tuesday 
And then we'll have the full scope of it on Wednesday when, when the rosters are all locked in and we're talking about a pregame skate and going into game one. So I think that's really it. Uh, it it's, it's refreshing, by the way, to have a short training camp. I don't know what the <laughs> hockey is going to look like. Yeah, uh, I feel like there is going to be rust. I think we're going to see a lot of goals this week, a lot of mistakes. Um, it, it's just, I think, the nature of the beast right now without preseason games and, and really for the Oilers, two, two scrimmages. They didn't even do like a full game, sim, game day simulation. Like I know Calgary did and some, and Toronto had a, Toronto had a game, a inner squad game that was broadcast on TSN four for crying out loud. <laughs> uh, so it, it's, I think we're going to be all over the map to start the season across the league in terms of where teams are at. And, and honestly that, that makes for entertaining hockey. More coming up with Tom Gzola from TSN 1260 here on the Locked On Orders podcast with Hernan Salas. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonlineag.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Orders podcast with my good friend and colleague Tom Gzola from TSN 1260 and the Oil Stream podcast. Tom, uh, just one last one here on the waiver wire any names kind of stand out for you i know Derek ryan in calgary was a one uh perot in winnipeg again we don't know what's going to happen here if they will be in the lineup moving forward uh as we head into wednesday but uh, any of those names kind of stand out to you uh well Corey perry was a surprise yeah. did you say perot i haven't even looked at the entire waiver wire yet yeah and perot in winnipeg yeah so it's like I think this is the fallout still from, from the cap situation. We know that the Canadians are going to have to play. What were they calling it? Uh, cap, cap limbo or yeah. <laughs> uh, some, whatever. Like, like Mark Bergevin and his cap situation is going to be, I think it's a day-to-day struggle from, from our understanding. So I think we're already seeing him uh, taking that challenge on already. And then, Perot a surprise too, and maybe that's the same thing. They they want to bury some money because mm-hmm. um, he's still a val- he, he's an asset. He's a valuable player, so uh, maybe he's a diminishing player, and they see him that way. But oh man, it, it's going to be cap gymnastics. I think was the term. Maybe this is the start of that. Um, we'll see if any teams pick up these guys. But I I think unless you're a team with a ton of cap space, and those are the bottom feeders, really. Uh, we know the Devils and, and the Kings and teams like that. Nashville has a bunch of cap space. Maybe they see an opportunity to pluck one of these guys, but I, I feel like it's probably unlikely, but who knows? Um, cap Gymnastics 101. Who knew we'd be talking about it in January of 2021? No doubt. And then listen, I'll throw this one at you. And uh, we were talking about it on the two guys in a goalie. And um, it was kind of split, I think, uh, for opening night. I, I guess this is a two-part question, Tom. Does it matter who starts and who's your starter for Wednesday between the pipes? Yeah, it it doesn't matter who, who starts, okay, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be Miko Koskinen. Take it for what it's worth. He was in the starter's net at practice today. We'll see if he's in there again tomorrow and, and on on Wednesday on game day. And then really, Nanso, I think the Thursday game, we're going to see the other guy in that anyway. Yeah, I exactly. Split it. I think it's going to be more of a 50-50 split this year unless one guy's tanking so bad that the other guy has to yeah. play. And each guy, you know, we saw last year, got hot, went cold, and the other guy had to step up. Both, both 
players in net had tough Decembers. So too did the team in front of them. And so uh, it, it doesn't matter. And, and it really, if they get a season like they did regular season, like they did from Mike Smith and Miko Koskinen, this team should be okay. They should be okay. So I expect to see Miko Koskinen Wednesday, you know, just looking at all, all our indications and all of that. And then I expect to see Mike Smith on Thursday. If I don't see Mike Smith on Thursday, I'll be a bit surprised or vice versa. And if we see the same guy go both nights, I think that would surprise me the most, but it doesn't really matter. Um, you got back to back slug fest with the Canucks. You yeah. want to start the season, right? It's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I know both guys are going to be leaned on heavily. We were laughing that it, how, how upset would fans be if come Wednesday, Mike Smith's named the starter. You know, I, I think, I think there's a, uh, it's funny, but it's true. Like there's a vocal minority that's yeah. really starting to make sure it's voices heard. And I'll just say this, Mike Smith went 12, three and four from January 1st to March 11th. I know Koskinen was getting into more games, mm -hmm. uh, you know, towards the shutdown, but like it, it, people get so caught up in the goals against average and save percentage. And then they, you know, extrapolated over a 60 game season, Miko Koskinen, let's just call a spade a spade. He's not a 60 game goaltender in the national hockey league. He's 32 years old. Uh, you know, he went, he came to the NHL briefly with the Islanders then went back, played in Europe, had success but he's not a 60 game goalie in the NHL. I don't think he would sustain those numbers. Um, that's why you see this, this duo system that, that they've yeah. un, unveiled and used and, and platoon these guys. When one guy's gone, the other guy sits like, uh, I think Mike Smith is going to have some good nights this year, Nanso. And I yeah. think Mike Smith is going to have some tough nights. I think the exact same for Miko Koskinen. Really? Um, yeah. we'll see how the team defense is. They've emphasized five on five play. It's something we witnessed a lot. Basically they spent the entire day working on five on five stuff. Um, we'll see if that pays off because if they get the first save and generally the second save from Koskinen or Smith, I think they should be okay. It's the team defense that needs to tighten up as well. Tom Gazolov, the host on the pre and post game shows on TSN 1260. Of course, everything gets going on Wednesday and he also does a great podcast with a good old Dusty Nielsen uh, called the oil stream. Check them out there as well. One last one here for you, buddy. Uh, I know you got to do more hits. Uh, you're a very popular guy in Western Canada. So <laughs> don't believe um, the hype. <laughs> some news. Cam Moon's going to be calling some uh, Oiler games, which is, uh, you know, exciting. A guy who's paid his dues with the Red Deer Rebels. Uh, he started calling games there in 1998. See Kevin Quinn, uh, you know, no longer able to call games. I mean, he's been the voice of the Oilers for as, as long as I can remember when he came to the TV. He's a great, great voice, great guy and all that. But, uh, Tom, you you know all these gentlemen very, very well. What can you tell us about this uh, broadcasting shift here when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers? Yeah, so they're, they're going in a different direction. It, it really, Nanso, all of this has been done pretty quickly. Um mm. You know, in the last week and a half, we heard the rumblings and very, I'm very happy and congratulations to my good friend, Jack Michaels. Uh, you know, him and I were hired together by the Oilers uh, the same week, I believe, or within a week in 2010. And, and this is going to be a great opportunity for Jack. And I know he's going to take it on uh, with as much gusto as possible. He's, he's a great broadcaster and I think mm -hmm. he's going to do an absolutely tremendous job and congrats to Bob Stoffer. A friend, former colleague, uh, he'll be doing some some work on the broadcast as well. I'm anticipating that's going to be intermission panels. And to Cam Moon, like I've, I've heard Cam Moon uh, and his name has been out there for years and years and years. I've never actually met Cam. 
Okay. And I'm looking forward to meeting him and, and hearing his call uh, when I get a chance. And uh, he'll be welcomed with open arms, I think, into the Edmonton media. And then the other thing I have to say is uh, I'm, I'm very sad that I won't be seeing Kevin Quinn and, and Drew Remenda around the rink. And, and both of those men are good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Quinn, especially, you know, has imparted his wisdom on me for years. And I've, I've you know, picked his brain on, on all kinds of things in broadcast and life. Many long flights from uh, unsuccessful Oilers road trips were spent yeah. talking to Quinner. And, and he's helped me a, a tremendous amount. And I'm proud to call him a friend. He's the longest serving TV play-by-play guy in Oilers history, Nanso. And I think people forget that because yeah. he likes to fly under the radar a little bit. But uh, I'm really going to miss Quinner. And I wish he could go out on his own terms. And, and I also have nothing but respect and admiration for Drew Remenda. I know it didn't really get off on the, the best of starts with him and, and the Oilers fan base. And that's tough. It, it's hard to, to win over a fan base. And, and no matter how hard you try, uh, maybe it, it just doesn't happen. But Drew, I got to sit beside on the charter uh, for the years that I was still at Oilers TV that he was on the broadcast. And same thing. Uh, we had some phenomenal conversations about the National Hockey League, uh, wisdom as well, and shared stories, all kinds of great times with Drew. And I have nothing but admiration and respect for him. And I'll say this, during the 2016-17 season in the playoffs, when the Oilers clinched against the Sharks in Game 6, we had the media bus stop at an In-N-Out burger in San Jose and there were a ton of Sharks fans that were at the game that were lined up at in and out And when we walked in with Drew, it was like we walked in with the mayor of the city. People <laughs> yeah. were taking selfies with him, talking to him, wishing he was back in San Jose. And, and, and he won multiple Emmys for his work with Randy Hahn on those Sharks broadcasts over the years. Yeah. And he's a, he's a great broadcaster, a very good man. And I, I wish him nothing but success. I, I'm just honored to be able to have spent time around those guys. And, and you know what, Nanso, at the end of the day, if, if Oilers fans are happy with the broadcasts, then, then that's the best for the fan base. But uh, happy for my good friends, Bob and Jack. Uh, look forward to meeting and, and hanging out and getting to know a new friend in Cam Moon. And then we'll deeply miss uh, Kevin Quinn and Drew Remenda around the rink. Yeah, well, well said, Tommy. I mean, uh, I've, I I know a, a few of these gentlemen, and, and nothing but positive things to say. And, and for the guys that didn't meet, but I know I've I've not only heard from you, but other media guys that like Kevin Quinn's an absolute beauty. So he will be missed because that voice uh, has been here in Edmonton, like you said, for many many years. And as far as Drew Remenda, listen, Tom, I like Drew Remenda. You know why? Because he was honest yeah. and he wasn't with the Oiler goggles. And sometimes I prefer that and analysis over analysis where it's so there's nothing wrong with the team and this unfortunately for many many years there's been a lot of wrong with the Edmonton Oilers and he didn't shy away from it so uh yeah like you said you said it perfectly there um we'll miss Kevin Quinn for sure and Drew Remenda I'm sure he'll land on his feet somewhere far too talented uh Tom thanks again for taking the time to join me today always great having you on and my friend <laughs> we get going on Wednesday, man. I uh, it's surreal, but I can't wait, man. I, I love working uh, alongside you. It's, it's it's in different different times. Uh, we're not in the same studio, but uh, we're gonna have some fun this season, and it's gonna be great, Tom. I can't wait. Nanso, the feeling is mutual, and all I have to say about Wednesday night is this: Vamos, amigo. <laughs> Los petroleros, Tommy. Thanks again, buddy. I know you got some other uh, some other hits to do, so have a good one, my friend. 
Thanks, Natso. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, carrot cake. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy or gal. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code Locked On for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Hey, and welcome back. It's the final segment here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm your host, Hernan Salas. Reminder, you can hit me up at Hernan the Man and at Locked On Oilers on Twitter. Give us a follow at Locked On Pods as well. Just give you some uh, Oiler news as Oscar Clefbaum spoke to the media. He, had, uh, he, he seemed fairly optimistic. Uh, good to see Oscar Clefbaum. Uh, you know, he's got his spirits up and all of that. He A couple quotes here. He says the shoulder is getting better. He's still looking at options and surgery so he can feel better overall. He also added that he doesn't want to be on pain meds 24-7. You got to understand that. And he doesn't want this injury affecting his, his life away from hockey. Obviously, he also added that he does miss playing hockey. I mean, he's a hockey player. He's been doing this his whole life. He was a big. He is a big part of the Edmonton Oilers, but he is taking the year off. And just adding to the issues he had, uh, he's it's been affecting his private life including sleeping and all that so the main focus for him is getting back playing hockey again he is in discussions with the Oilers medical team to find the best solution but at the at the same time with everything going on in the world with this pandemic you know traveling and going into different countries and all that obviously to get surgery it's tough to find a pretty good solution right now with COVID so he also added that and um, lastly he said he didn't really want to put any pressure on himself to get the surgery done he also says that I still want to get it done in the end but the way it looks right now in the world i just see it from a different perspective i guess so yeah listen can't be too harsh on him obviously this injury is uh, bigger than i think we all anticipated and it is affecting his daily life and that sucks because if you have a bad you know bad back a bad knee or something like that and you're in constant pain i wouldn't wish that upon anybody so if i'm looking at options wants to get back playing hockey eventually so all positive news for the edmonton Oilers. he's such a good dude as well um well spoken and all that so we wish him all the best and uh, hopefully he can get through his surgery uh, soon and then hopefully back for next season. That was Oscar Clefbaum speaking to the Edmonton media today. Give you some lines from practice today. RNH with McDavid and Cassian were your first line. Second line, Cahoon, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. Third line, Archibald, Turris, Puyu, Yarvi. I, I really want to see this line. This is one of the most fascinating lines for me. Uh, Ennis was with Chase Hunt, centered by McLeod. That might change. Who knows what happens with Kara there. And your fifth line was Neil Shore, Benson. You got to think Devin Shore is getting a contract here. He's on a PTO with Kara on waivers. See what happens on the Devin Shore front. But I like this guy too. And kudos to uh, Ryan McLeod and Tyler Benson sticking it out beating out some other guys some older guys so uh, the youth definitely making uh, an impact at Oilers camp so good to see Benson McLeod still with the team we'll see what kind of role they play taxi squad and all that let's head to the waiver wire like I said big names there if you missed it Jujar Kaira he's a big one on the Oilers along with Joachim Nygaard Alan Quinn Anton Forsberg and Patrick Russell other notable names how about the Montreal Canadiens uh, they put Frolik and Perry on the on the good old waiver wire just going to the list Winnipeg's big one was uh, Parole and Sabisa Sabisa not so much Parole's kind of an interesting one there Derek Ryan in Calgary was one that uh, he's gonna get picked up he's a hell of a player uh, finally the Vancouver Canucks do it and put Louis Erickson on the waiver wire uh, along with uh, Sven Barchi and the New York Islanders add uh, Andrew Ladd and Hickey to that list as well so a busy busy day on the waiver wire some big names we'll see where they all end up if they clear or if they get picked up of course Noah Noah Jolson picked up by Florida 
explored on waivers from Montreal. So Montreal uses one of their young defensemen there. We'll see if Noah Juleson can find a, a regular NHL spot with the Florida Panthers. Right, well, that's your news of the day. A lot going on with the waiver wire, the broadcasting news. As Jack Michaels moves to the TV side, Cam Moon will take over radio duties. Oscar Clefbaum spoke to the media. And the uh, Oilers' lines and D pairings are all shaping up. Who's starting for you on Wednesday? Does it matter? Like I asked Tom, like one's going to get Wednesday, one's going to get Thursday. But we'll see who gets the first uh, start on Wednesday. Will it be Koskinen? Will it be Mike Smith? That is your question of the day. Let me know what you think. How upset would you be if it was Mike Smith? I know Oilers fans don't really are not high on him. So we'll wait on see how that. Remember, you can hit me up on Twitter at HernanTheMan and at LockedOnOilers. And don't forget to download and subscribe on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. We're getting closer and closer to opening night. We can't wait. Oh, and a little tidbit. Tomorrow, a big guest. I have an enormous guest. Former Edmonton Oilers, but I will not spill the beans until tomorrow. Make sure to download and subscribe tomorrow because you're not going to want to miss the Locked On Oilers podcast. I'm Hernan Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your Monday. We'll chat tomorrow. <laughs>